This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. It's Sammy, and this is Barrel Age Chicks. Let's do this. Tonight on panel, we have. <laughs> no, I'm fine. And finally. Hi, this is Crystal, and I make everything awkward. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Barrel Age Chicks. Hello, hello. Hello. The tits are here. The tits are here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's Sunday fun day. <laughs> so today we have Stitch, we got Snow the we got Sammy Stitch, we got Snow the Narwhal, yeah. and we have Crystal the Axolotl. 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 You can see us in our adorable onesies on the Instagrams uh, for Sunday Fun Day because this is our first <laughs> fan request. Yes, we're very excited about yes, it. This is from our fan David Holland. Thank and, you, thank you, Big Dave. And we have never seen this movie before. This is a first watch for all of us, which is cool. Well, technically no. Oh. Because I saw it, but I was still dating Ron, and he was still living with his parents. So it was a long, a very time long ago. time ago. A very okay. long time ago. 
Uh, so we'll say yes. It was it was pr- pretty much <laughs> pretty Plus, much a first watch. Pretty much a first watch. I'd seen bits and pieces of it, uh, like on a TV every now and then, mm-hmm. but like never watched the whole thing all the way through. And I knew the vague prim- premise of it, but yeah. I've never watched it before. Do you know which line I I did not realize came from this movie, but I'd heard all of my life was the one oh, about the, Oklahoma. Yeah, the only two things come, come out, out of Oklahoma: Oklahoma steers and queers. Yeah, and you don't have any horns, boy. Yeah, yeah. That was like I was like, that's where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so so yes. we're, we're doing Officer and a Gentleman as our fan request. Yes. Which, yeah, absolutely. It is starring Richard Gere, Deborah Winger, Louis Gossett Jr., David Keith. And it was directed by Taylor Hackford. Taylor Hackford's also directed Ray, The Devil's Advocate, and Proof of Life. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so quite an eclectic. Some, yeah. He's got some good stuff in there. there. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it came out on August 13th, 1982. And the budget of it was very small. Seven, they they rough roughed it at the high side of seven point five million dollars. It grossed a hundred and thirty million dollars. Good there job. Yeah. That is a hit. Yeah. It was and the out of the park. Third top grossing film of all time in nineteen eighty two. That's impressive. Of all time. Of of nineteen eighty two. Yes, yeah. From of January of, of January first, yes, nineteen eighty two. From all of the nineteen eighty two. Yeah, it was E. T. Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> oh, Officer and favorite, a Gentleman. Your favorite there at the Fuck top. E. T. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snow is not a fan of E. T. No, that's okay. That's I'm just old. waiting for you to get E. T. in one of the FMKs. <clears throat> if that's in there, he's getting dead so quick, <laughs> so fast, so quick. That poor little don't even have to alien. look. <laughs> don't even have to look. Oh my goodness! Gross! It was his neck and his stupid little winky he looks finger. Like a, he looks like a scrotum. Yeah, he looks like a scrotum. Yeah, he and really the neck does. went up and down, and yeah. it was just gross. It's very phallic. I don't like it. I, I honestly, I funnily enough, I remember seeing again kind of bits and pieces of ET as a kid. Yeah, but I didn't watch it watch it until I was an adult, mm. and then I'm like, eh, yeah, it's not amazing. But Ron's like, it's fantastic. I'm like, it's really not. No. So anyway. the music is good. I was like, the music oh, well. is good, but that's John Williams. Exactly. So. I mean, you can't go wrong with yeah. John. John Williams is amazing. Yeah. But we are talking about Officer Officer Oh, so Dave Holland. Yes. Is the is our fan. Yes. So hi, Big Dave. We are doing this, and I asked Big Dave if he wanted to have a specific drink, and he said, "Ladies' choice." Yeah. He said, "Pick." Do, yes. do 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 your due diligence and no, it was actually could... really sweet how he said it. Hold okay, on. I will I will read it because it was really really sweet how he wrote it. So yeah, so Big Dave asked us when I asked him if he wanted to pick a drink. He yes, goes, uh, he literally goes, um, I'm not sure. I'm going to say y'all ladies pick winky emoji, <laughs> winky emoji, wink emoji. Well, winky emoji. We did a lot. Uh, uh, I did a lot of thinking, and um, it's you know about Navy OCS. Which is um, officers training. Yeah. And um, I kind of was like, okay, well, what would be good? I was looking at like a Navy drink, trying uh-huh. to figure something at boot camp, and there was like grog and sailor stuff. And I was like, ah. And then um, I came across and I was like, dude, painkiller. Like boot camp, I went through it, a lot of pain, uh-huh. really painful. Hey, Louis Gossett Jr. would make me want to cry. So yeah, I definitely think you could need a, a painkiller after a long day at boot camp. So that's what I made for you, ladies. Ooh. And it consists of two ounces of dark rum, four ounces of pineapple juice, an ounce of orange juice, and an ounce of cream of coconut with some nutmeg sprinkled on top and garnished it with a pineapple and a cherry. And rimmed it with uh, dried coconut. Rim- rimmed it with some shaved coconuts. It's yummy. Yeah. So I made us a very tropical, like, and if you're a sailor, yeah. 
then you're going to be going somewhere tropical because that's the whole fucking point is being near water. So we got a tropical drink. A little bit. Ports ports are kind of important. Yes. Um, yeah. And then what is in the virgin, the Sammy, Sammy, so, so oh, Sammy virgin. So yours virgin. has skinny margarita mix, Ooh. orange juice and pineapple juice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Sounds All right. Good. I like that. It's got the little tiki umbrellas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. I really tried to zhuzh. All right. Well, All right. cheers, ladies. Cheers. Gonna, all right. Clink, 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 clink. clink. All right. We all have short arms. I got stabbed in the face by an umbrella. Yum. Ooh. Yum. Nom, nom, nom. Yum. That just tastes good. like a big jar of vitamin C. Mm. I like it. Let's slap your mama good. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off. Yeah. Sober Sammy's. Virgin version. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give two middle fingers. Sweet. Up. It awesome. Is really good. Yeah. Really yummy. I, mean, I can't awesome, wait to awesome. snack on the coconut because we know I like a drink I can chew. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, me not so much, but I do like it that it comes with snacks. Mm-hmm. So I don't like chewing my drinks, but having a drink that comes with snacks is good. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be another two. I give it two. Woo-hoo. What about you? What about you, Crystal? I'm going to give it one and a half, mainly because I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of coconut. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the only reason, but it's it's fantastic. Awesome, awesome. I'm putting awesome. my umbrella in my hair. <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. And now we're going to take a brief break and uh, hear about one of our amazing podcasts in the Deluxe Edition Network. Hey, guys. Matt coming at you from the real drunks. Hey, if you're in a movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends... Join myself, Jake and Alyssa, on The Real Drunks on the Deluxe Edition Network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's The Real Drunks, R-E-E-L, The Real Drunks. Check us out. And we're back. So, Snow, please, let's launch into some officer and a gentleman facts. All right. Well, before we get into that, how about um, what were your initial thoughts about the movie, like going into it pretty blind? Um, I, it, it surprised me, honestly, it really did. Like I, I did not expect it to be a romance. Um, uh, especially when you see the beginning with his dad and him kind of like boring. Yeah. Like his dad, you know, being this, you know, Navy, I guess just kind of like a grunt. He was, he, he, I mean, he was, he was a first class, um, petty officer. Okay. I mean, so that's. That takes a bit, but okay, all right. But See, yeah, I don't know I the like, hierarchy of the Navy. So yeah, that's he was I'm a first class pe- petty officer, boatswain's mate. Okay, so which is actually what fuck, fuck me running used to be too. Oh, <gasps> fuck, fuck me running. <laughs> and we're gonna. Ragnar. That's what Ragnar used to be. <laughs> we're gonna grab that wheelo punishment right behind you, Snow. <laughs> and Ron, we're starting. That off. is fucking loud. And we are red as dead. So that is so all you So you get too. to now spin as well, sir. What? That is an yeah. interruption of my show. I thought you had it on green. No, 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 uh, sir. Red is uh, dead. Uh, you get to spin the wheel with your best. Uh, fucking bullshit. Friends of then the feather. Flock together. Fuck up together. <laughs> Being used. Uh, Snow has it, and then you, Ron. Go ahead and jump on that mic there for a few minutes, Ron. Kick your feet up. All right. Go ahead, girl. Barrel of punishment. Alrighty. That's not too bad. No, that could be good or it bad. It could be good. It could be good. Fingers crossed. I'm sending good juju that you get something yummy. <laughs> As he goes and knocks over Chucky. <coughs> Chucky deserves to be knocked mm. over. Sorry. Woo. 
Get something good. Get something good. Oh, fuck oh. that. Gross. Oh, you don't like Kraken? Rum. Kraken. I'll make it for you. Oh, no. Or pour it in there. Can I do that? Can yeah. I just pour it into my drink? Pour it. Yeah. Do it. It's do our that. show. Why are you asking him? It's not his fucking show. It's our show. <laughs> we are a subsidiary of being. We are our own thing. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to do that because yeah. I can't drink dark rum straight. No, no. Mix That's it gross. in. Mix it in. Mix it, mix it. I hope it doesn't destroy my drink because oh, I drink it's delicious. All right. All right, Ron, what'd you get? Let's see. That was a good spin. Grab something yummy. Oh, oh really? Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Looking Grab out. something yummy. All right, Ron, did it kill your drink? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, it did. Oh, no. Boo. <laughs> All right. Oh, boo. Do you want to just do a shot of that and then get yourself a new one? No, because then I have to dump over, it I'll out. Just pour, all right. I'll give it here. I was going to say, Ragnar might drink you it. make me a new drink? I'll drink it. Okay, but can you make me a new one? I'll make you a fucking drink. Thank you. Thank you, Ragnar. Oh, that looks like the durian stuff. <laughs> it looks <laughs> it rough. It looks rough. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't taste anything close to the durian. I just don't like the dark, that How dark, is it, Ragnar? Dark rum. Hey, fine. Oh, all right. Well, Ragnar likes it. You're drinking Jaeger? Yeah, I'm going to have a shot of Jaeger. He likes licorice. That's gross. <laughs> Love Jaeger. All right. So. Um, right now, with that being done. Yes. That being done. Yeah. But Petty uh, Officer Mayo was the bosun's mate, and so was Ragnar. Yes. And I, it, I didn't expect it to go from that. You know, I get it why Mayo went into the Navy, yeah. didn't have a lot of options. I get all of that. Yeah. Cheers but to BAF, by the way. To BAF. Or BAC. And BAC. I meant BAC. We're an, we're an afterthought. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's good. All right. Thank you, Ron. Now keep your Y'all games. Have fun now. Now keep Thank your you. games at a low volume. Thank yeah. you. Or no volume. Go Mortal Kombat. All right. All right. So I um, I didn't expect it to become a love story, essentially, yeah. because it didn't have that origin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that it, it took me by surprise, but a good surprise, because I thought it was a really good film. What about you, Crystal? I had no idea. Okay. I like no, didn't you even... thought it was about an, a sheriff. Yeah, no, dead you ass. said an like, officer I didn't even and a gentleman. The... You thought it was about a sheriff, which cracked me the fuck up. I didn't even look at the fucking uh, cover art because thankfully my phone sucks absolute balls and wouldn't load the fucking cover <laughs> for the movie. So I'm going in completely blind. I'm like, oh, officer and gentleman. Um, does he have a partner who's a civilian? <laughs> I was Good a cop, bad cop. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Is is his partner a dog? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I, so yeah, I was, that was. Still don't know why it's necessarily named that, but well, it's I, because he went from a douchebag to being a gentleman. Yeah, exactly. As he became an officer, officer to a gentleman. My brain just stick with She's the words. Like, I don't like the and the and. <laughs> Fuck I feel the like it's doing better. Okay? Better word choice. Well, do Louis, better. Louis Gossett Jr. did a he he did a biography conjunction, not contraction, and um, it, it was an actor and a gentleman. So he took that off of this because he actually won best supporting actor for this film, uh-huh. and that's Foley, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. I loved him. Yeah. He oh, he was fantastic. He really was. Um, this movie got a lot of awards. It won best uh, best song at the Oscars that year with "Up Where We Belong." It won. Um, be- it, it's funny. For me, that song, I always think of Moulin Rouge. Yep, that's the, I heard that. I'm like, oh, I know this. This is yeah. from that movie. I was movie. like, oh, that's this is where it came, came from. from. No, that's where, it ta- that's where it got its basis out of. Well, had you guys like heard about, because the ending scene, obviously, is very, very famous. Yes. It's been replayed over and over again. And, uh, oh, it's, and, it's and across, many things. across the board. Yeah, yeah across the board. It's very famous in pop culture is him carrying her out and wearing her his wife. And her putting on the hat. Yeah. You'd never seen it before. No. 
That's okay. It'll be a unique perspective on our show. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I had obviously known that that was in this movie. So I knew that there was romantic aspects in this movie. I didn't expect as much drama as there was. Mm. Um, it was but the early. The acting was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had known about that beforehand. Trigger yeah. warning. Yeah. Yes, big trigger warning. There are depictions of suicide in this film. Yeah. I caught on as soon as the dude was like, no one's heard from him. I paused this. I'm like, all right, just remember, they didn't recommend this. Somebody else did, so you don't have to kick your friends in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, 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 it, and that is a very sad scene, and we will definitely get into it. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, that. Poor Dan. Yeah. I, and I liked, I liked Worley. I had a love-hate thing with Worley there for a little bit. But again, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but please continue now. So, no, I, I obviously knew a little bit generally about the movie because it's been around for as long as I have. So, and I do like Richard Gere a lot. Yeah. Um, I will say this. He kisses really weird. You mentioned this earlier. This is really weird. <laughs> and it looks like a bass fish trying That's to what kiss I'm saying. somebody else. Yeah, he's like, oh. I like, missed it's just, it, but now I'm never going to be able to no, not see you like, making knew, that face I knew now. this because he does it in Pretty Woman. He does it in, um, I just thought he was kissing. Just didn't even register. No, that he's got like a weird kiss face. <laughs> he does, he does it on first open. night. He does it. Anything he kisses, that's how <laughs> just how he kisses, and it just looks kind of creepy, weird. But that's you know that's okay. Richard, still kiss plays, better. Yeah, kiss better. You do a really good romantic figure. Yes, um, kiss better. But yeah, the kissing. It was like it made the sex scene really awkward. Like, was it as bad as in Sleeping with the Enemy with the fucking water fountain? <laughs> I mean, he kisses like he's making out with the waterfall. <laughs> like, it's just open mouth, no tongue, just mom, mom. Like, like a teenager first learning to kiss kind of kiss. It's just kind of weird. I don't know if that's his version of an actor's kiss. Like, I'm not putting my tongue in that. I don't know. Oh, but I don't weird. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't mean that's to jump funny. in this show straight off to that, but it just popped out. And we went straight to throb. Straight to throb. Straight to throb. Yes. <laughs> So, um, okay, let's go through the actors in this movie. What did you think of Mayo's character, Richard Gere? That's how I felt about it. <laughs> fell flat? That was our ghost. Yeah. It yeah. fell flat? That was something at the bar. I don't know what the fuck it was. I thought Ron was over there. Nope. I'm going to leave now, y'all. Bye. <laughs> did you say my name? No, no, I said I thought Ron was I over there when that thing's our ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's so wanting me to spin that fucking wheel. On that note, ladies, bye. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I enjoyed Mayo's character. Yeah. I thought that he did the drama well. I think the constant kind of trying to run from his past, yeah. always being the perpetual underdog, he, d- he carried it very, very well. Yeah. Um, he did want to really succeed. Like, he wanted to grow out of what his father was. Yeah, he wanted to and, be better. And be better. Absolutely yeah. wanted to be better. But he was very self-serving for the majority of the Oh, yeah. Movie. Well, I mean, that's yeah. that's how he survived. Yeah. I mean, you know. And like, that's how he thought everybody else survived, too. He found it weird when people look out for each other. Yeah. He's like, he's not why? Used to, yeah, yeah, because he he never had that. He yeah, never his mom had. didn't do it. His dad didn't well, do again, it. Well, again, again, trigger warning, suicide depiction. The mom ended up committing suicide. Yeah, you don't see it on film, no, though. No, it's no. only mentioned. No, it's mentioned. But again, you have that level of abandonment and then you have mm-hmm. his dad who's just like I didn't want to have you and yeah, like tells reminds him, to his him face reminds him constantly yeah you know like I d- never signed up to be yeah. a dad like you want to join the navy and be a flyer you can't do that like yeah. no support very whatever. very negative very negative yeah. so played very well again yes. the, the acting in this movie is very good it is very very good Deborah Winger got a best actress uh, nomination and that's the love interest that's Paula Paula okay. but Deborah Winger we've talked about her before really 
Remember Romancing the Stone? The actress who bit Michael Douglas? What? It's her. What? So that's she's funny. Notoriously, I did a I did a little bit of research for this. So in looking, re- once I realized that that was the same actress that Michael Douglas talked about biting him, and on uh, when they were talking about the film *Romance of the Stone*, I was like, oh shit! And uh, turned out she was notoriously very difficult to work with in like every film. Really? Yeah. Whether it was men, women, directors, producers, she was just super super difficult. How good was their on-screen chemistry, Richard Gere and it was very good. They hated each other. They <gasps> no, but hated the same each other. thing. Oh, guess what? Um, sorry, it's gonna kill your childhood. Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey hated each other. I actually knew that. Yeah, I actually did know that. Yeah. So, and but it's weird because you can have that kind of like palpable anger, but then it makes the chemistry really, really good. I think it's a passion. Maybe there's a fine line between, between love and hate. Yeah, and it and it shows though because I was thinking that the whole time because I had read that before I watched it. And I'm watching, I'm like, they have really good on-screen chemistry, but apparently when those cameras weren't rolling, they were on opposite ends of the set. Wow. They wouldn't speak to each other. Um, nothing. She was just not not a very fun person. That makes you wonder how, though, like, you can do, like, that level of a sex scene and, like, loathe the person that you're doing oh, it with. Oh, she was really mad about that all altogether. Oh, really? Because when she, she signed on to do the film and she negotiated her own contract, she didn't use an agent or anything... But she signed on to do the film before they um, before the final script was out. So when she saw the final script where it had that nude scene in there, she didn't know about it. And she didn't add a no nudity clause into her contract. Oh, shit. So she was really mad. She's like, I don't want to do this. And they were like, well, you didn't disclose no nudity. So You're you have to do it, it the way it happened. Yeah. So she really wasn't happy about that nudity scene. And that sex scene um, almost got an X rating for the film. It's pretty explicit. It is. It's pretty explicit. It is. They, I'm glad um, I turned my head because I saw like two seconds of a nipple and went, nope. Yeah, no, They the way they shot you did it. did nipple nope. And it, nope. And, the, and it was explicitly said because the way she rotated her hips while sitting yes. on his lap. Yep. That's what got the X rating. So in order to change that, they didn't refilm it or anything. They just zoomed in closer so it wasn't such a wide shot so you didn't see as much. But you still see a lot. Yeah, no, dude. Like, So it's definitely a solid R there's rating. There's straight up grinding happening. But it's, yeah, that sex scene was kind of awkward because it was just like, like right up in the most intimate moments. Yeah. But um, they yeah. said that they They wanted, went straight to throb. They did. But the director said that they wanted the film to be that way because they wanted it to be like a realistic love story the way like people actually date Hmm. and you date and there's full of chemicals and emotions and sex and all of that stuff is there so they really wanted to portray that that's why they didn't shy away from it and be like kiss and then laying in bed afterwards (laughs) fuzz filter yeah no they wanted to make sure that everything was in there we want to see y'all fucking on tape they wanted (laughs) they wanted it to feel like a real date nailed it yeah literally (laughs) and figuratively yeah (laughs) interesting choice all right, um, but yes, that that's de- it was definitely a, uh, a like. All right, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I rewound it a couple times. I'm like, oh, you rewatched it over I and did. over. I did. I oh, did. You were so, porting it. I I will. Well, okay. So when I watch scenes like that, yeah, I normally like. I know it's gonna make it sound like a super freak or whatever, but there is like a level of like chick boner. I get arousal. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, that's. Kind of like reading a dirty schmutz book. Exactly. Reading a breeding novel. And you novel. get a little bit of a That's thrill right. out of it. <laughs> reading a breeding novel. I enjoy reading Fifty Shades of Grey for the same reason. I enjoy watching the films for the same reason. Yeah. So um, that, I guess you could call my porn. I cannot ever imagine you watching Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that would be hilarious. <gasps> oh. So you know what's really funny? 
Oh, it's got it's got the the huntsman in it though. I've actually seen all three of them, but I looked Ooh. away for like thirty minutes out of all movies, like, <laughs> like, all the sex scenes. You avoided all the sex scenes. There's a it's a fantastic story. It is a really good story. The yeah. last one's really good when she ends up getting kidnapped and does the whole phone swap shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's a lot of really good storyline if you take out all the banging and weird ice cream on. Del- I heard about the ice cream that sugar in places sugar shouldn't be and. Uh, I love that Mouse is like yeast infection. Yeah, you're you're not a food a food with your a food with your fluff. No food with your fluff. I take that face as a no. I don't understand how any of that can make sense. The chocolate syrup or whipped cream or any of that nastiness. I don't. It's don't sticky. watch what is the movie nine and a half weeks don't watch oh, nine and a half gosh. weeks they do a lot of food sex in there they do and it's yeah. not even that great of a movie no it I'm is, sorry it's a terrible it's movie, a terrible movie. Yeah. only it's food barely sex, a movie only food sex i can handle is from sausage party and that's because oh it's god food see, literally sex. Food and, sex. and see that makes me viscerally nauseous <laughs> I just why is there food no- orgy in that movie the I was hot like, dog Ugh. fucking the bun i can't i can't do it no just all touching the tips yeah just all of it like them orgasming as Food? I was like, food shouldn't do that. You're ruining Stop food it. for me. Stop it. You're yeah. going to go and desanitize yeah. your, no, see, your fridge. You'll never is, have a Twinkie again. How Crystal is, oh, I can't. Uh, how Crystal is about sex. That's how I am about like perverting food. I'm like, no, I can't do it. It's supposed to nutritionize my body. It makes me happy. Oh my goodness. Oh my so, gosh. So enough about the sex scene. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, okay, so what did you guys think of David Keith's character? David Keith played Sid Worley. Oh, I love okay. best him. Friend. I loved him. Yeah. I, well, I have love hate with him. Okay. Because like, I I really liked him. You know, kind of boy next door, real sweet, and, and trying to do right by his trying family. To, trying to do right by his family, but then gets into trouble. Yeah. With Lynette, who's a horse. She is such a horse. And um, even you find then, out later, which you find out later, you kind of think maybe, but you definitely find out. Well, later. when her and Paula have that conversation, you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. on yeah, the pier, or no, on the pier, the uh, fairy. Yes. Like talking about calling them pungent. Yeah. What, what do they call them? Pungent um, mm. something. The women, they described it in the boot camp. Yeah. Watch out for these pungent somethings. I can't yeah. remember the term, but basically women who will want to be with naval yes. officers yeah. trap them by getting pregnant whatever means necessary yeah, they're, tra- they're trying to escape their own circumstance and there are mm-hmm. people like that there are a lot of um active duty people like that too who they you know for whatever whatever self-serving reasons they want to um get out of their own circumstances so it's like they call they call it like housing marriage hmm. <laughs> so um two people who are enlisted and they want to get they want to get housing allowance uh-huh. so they'll get married but like it's like a contract marriage. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, kind of yeah. like a, a mail order bride, but instead of mail order bride, you're just doing it for a house. Yeah, you're doing doing it to get extra money from the military because if you're if you're a married couple, fair, then you'll get housing allowance, and it's it's quite a bit extra. Little so it's very opportunistic. It is. Yeah. It can be, and and um, any I was say women on the outside of military i like i hate to be that generalizing but it's traditionally it's not really men doing yeah. it it's women doing yeah. that trying to escape their circumstances um and it is uh i think it was a really fair depiction of that because they've got this this you know factory workers yeah who live very close to this naval base where the officers come and go so they have this meaty choice of uh opportunity there to mm-hmm. try and escape their own circumstances so they don't like deborah winger's character paula her mom has been 
in exactly the same position her entire life, yep. and she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, she's not this. She's not as opportunist as Lynette. Oh, you know, Lynette is. Oh, I did not like Lynette. Yeah. Didn't like Lynette. No. No. She straight up is a. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Whores. Whores. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's a horse. Not a fan. Not a fan of Lynette. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it. It makes sense. Okay. So talking about Lynette, um, and that whole dynamic. So we have. Zach and Sid, who are at OCS, training to be officers. They both want to be pilots um, in the Navy. And um, when they get their first leave day, they go out to a bar. Or they go out to, it's like a, an officer's club. Yeah. And that's where they meet Lynette and Paula. And um, Lynette definitely had a goal in mind. And mm-hmm. that was to marry meet, a pilot. Marry yeah, a pilot. She wanted to get out of where she was living. So um, she basically accomplished her goal. She got this guy to fall in love with her, essentially. He was willing to throw away all of his family obligations because he had a girl back home. Yeah. Which has a whole other backstory. Yep. We'll get there. And then, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there was a lot. But they did a good job of, like, rounding out these stories in a two-hour I was going to say, it did not span. feel like two hours. It goes yeah. very well paced. Yeah. You feel you really feel for all of the characters. You feel for... for um, uh, Sergeant Foley, mm-hmm. um, who is a fantastic character. Yeah. And, um, you know, you kind of love, hate him and then love him. Yeah. And then um, you have Zach Mayo's character, uh, Richard Gere's character, who just grows on you. He starts off really, uh, you know, you understand his motives, but he's really a douchebag. Yeah. And then you see him grow out of that. Yep. And then you have Sid, who's just like this sweetheart who's got his buds back. Yeah. And then you find out his stuff. Yeah. He, and, and like that was a thing when um, Lynette was like had the pregnancy scare, basically. Yes. And he's like, well, I will be with you through the abortion and this and this. And I was like, oh, yeah, he that he, went away that I did not plan it he, to go. He Holy jumped crap. straight to throb. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And, and like that surprised me because yeah. his character would totally not read that way. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, the way that it ends up, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I really enjoyed um the the different dynamics yeah and i think every day they really did yeah um well what did you guys think of the female recruit oh seager seager I yeah liked her. i liked her yeah she was she had a lot of heart she was really cool I, I liked that she had her determination and stuff and um what was fun is you know she was played off as the weaker person you know not able to complete the obstacle course and all of that stuff mm-hmm. but um actually on the set she was one of the stronger physical people and she said that the hardest thing about this movie was for her was playing that down and acting weak yeah. because she could actually whip every, all the guys' asses on the obstacle course. Get it, Seeger? Yeah, Woo! but she had to she had to play that down so badly yeah. for the role. She did amazing. Like she did. When you see her, um, what is it on the weekend? Yeah, when all of them go for shore leave or, or whatever. Yeah, she's trying to do the pull up. She's trying to do the pull up. Yeah, she's doing pull ups and she's you know. But she's even even in that like you see her like struggling. She's not like just whipping no, them she, out. The fact that she yeah. was like super strong physically, she played that down very very real. It was impressive. Yeah. yeah, I definitely felt like that would be me trying to do a pull up. I can't do a pull up. I can't either. No, I can't. <laughs> I, can I can't pull two. this up. I can Woo! pull it. Good job, mouse. Good for you. The <laughs> third one gets a little, get a little. <laughs> like I gotta do it, do it, do it. I might be able to do one. I maybe one and a half if I get a good little inertia under me. I may be able and to jump do. into it. Little little jump. Just yeah. a little one. Well, they did. They did very good with the with the physicality in this film, and it felt very realistic. And it very, really did. Yeah, yeah, with um with the basic when you start off and everybody's you know 
kind of just trying to get the lay of the land. And then as you're walking through, you have these people who are further along in the program and they're just, they got it together. And you're looking at them like, how do they have their shit together? Like you realize they're weeks ahead of you. And weeks in the military can be a very long time because it's all you do. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to see the dynamic. And then you find it's uh, Foley's fireballs or whatever it was they called them. Fire eaters. Yeah, fire eaters that they ended up calling themselves. And, yeah, um, it was good. I, I did like Foley when he's like, don't even look at them. Yeah. You don't even have the right to yeah, look at them. You haven't earned the right to look at them. Yeah, yeah. that's so great. He's so great. He's fun. From You're, the moment you see him coming on and getting them and get, getting their heads shaved to, you know. Everything. Yeah, everything. Foley reminds me of the sergeant from Full Metal. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a okay, little bit so, homicidal. So here's, <laughs> the best part, you slid down your mama's back crack and ended up a stain on the mattress. So the, the the sergeant you're talking about, he was actually one of the, um, uh, not choreographers, he was one of the- You're um, referring to Lee Army, right? Yeah he, yeah, he was one of the guys that actually like consulted for this movie. Oh, for, oh for the, that makes yeah. sense. So that's kind of funny that you put that together. Yeah. That makes sense. Hey, okay, cool. so who else do we have here? Okay, what did you guys think of Paula? I liked Paula. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like Paula had a lot of heart. I think- she honestly was like trying to keep it casual and like I'm used her to her heart these. got involved, yeah. And then she she caught feelings, yeah. She caught the feelings. I felt bad for her. She, oh yeah, why? Well, in particular, there's that one scene where she's trying to actually talk to him, and he's like, uh, "Just take your clothes off, get on the bed. I'll give you a fuck. Come on. You don't do what you do." Oh, oh when they fight, super prick. prick. Yeah, when super yeah. Prick. Yeah, because yeah, like, when he was up in his feelings and yeah, yeah, like that was the moment she's like actually trying to be a friend and be there for him as a human being and yeah. like. Dude, she was just trying. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. now you're going to try and be nice to her? Like, I don't... That's one thing I don't understand in movies is when you're literally a fucking asshole to the fullest extreme to somebody and then 10 seconds later, it's, I'm so sorry. Come here. Let's make up and have sex. Yeah. How are you going to put your dick in somebody that 10 seconds ago you had... You're male. Like, yeah. But also, <laughs> but also that's kind of the love-hate thing, though. When you yeah. have that kind of chemistry with somebody where you have a love-hate, mm-hmm. you can sometimes you can stop are, putting your thumb up. There you are can, people that you can rail t- each other out at, like, hate sex. Yeah. Like, and it's ridiculous. And it's one of those things to where it's, it's not like it, it can be, like, foreplay, but it's the same time, like, that, that love-hate mm-hmm. is such that a passion. fine, it's such a fine line that um, once that flip gets switched from anger to you know, whatever. Lust, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah, it, it, it can translate. And there can be regret the day after, but I mean, that that can translate. So. Yeah, there can be regret I think the they day they're really done. Realistic, <laughs> the moment they're done. I think everything was really realistic in the way they portrayed it with his, like, bullishness to her, like, realness, even with the, like, super uncomfortable sex scenes. Like, mm-hmm. watching it, you could definitely see where they were in the process. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I'm so glad I looked away. I mean, they 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 fought for realism. They well, and congratulations <laughs> <laughs> because I did not need to see Richard Gere go uh, uh, like nope his O face. I didn't need to see that. You saw his O face. We all saw it. America saw his O face <laughs> for the past. Was it a fake O oh. or a real O? Uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, so apparently. Oh. Okay, so. Um, so Deborah Winger is the female lead in Urban Cowboy with John Travolta, <gasps> and they also didn't like each other. Really? Yeah, she she doesn't get along with people. So apparently, the, their sex scene, she wanted to really have sex on camera, <laughs> and Travolta's like, no, yeah, no, hard no. So, but to that point, they had a really weird like relationship, like toxic thing going on, yeah. and they ended up. Um, he actually ended up proposing to her at one point. What? Yeah. Like in real life. In real life. They never got married. She was like, no. But like, yeah, they really she's got really weird energy. People, with her people. are getting shit confused. Yeah. 
It's a whirly Lynette situation. Yeah. Do you see why I said I was confuzzled? <laughs> Home dude hated her in real life and still wanted to marry her. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Well, very, very, very weird. weird. People are weird. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I also yeah. really liked Paula and Lynette's dynamic. Yeah. Because they kind of start out in the same. You know, they're these two women who have obviously they've they know the like the upper uppers of the Navy base. And they're yeah, being they've introduced. been around long enough to be able to oh, get introductions yeah. to the new guys yeah, in town. Exactly. And they're going yeah. down like the line and like yeah. chatting things up. Yeah. And and like I'm like, know. why do you all have base privileges? That's where I was confused. I'm like, how did you bitches get on base? <laughs> they bang somebody with passes. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> so like, we're just gonna keep these. <laughs> I know this is all pre-9-11, but still, like they had easy <laughs> access to that shit. So did the guys. <laughs> <laughs> point, fair point made. Whores! <laughs> oh um, my goodness! Yeah. So um, the uh, the producer of this film, Don Simpson, he did not want Deborah Winger to be the uh, be the actress on her. He didn't think she was right for it. Hmm. Um, he actually um, told her to her face, "There may be somebody else for this part. I need someone fuckable. <laughs> you are not fuckable." <laughs> Yo! Burn! Said it to her face. She's Burn. even repeated saying that and why she didn't like him. Um, so I, I can't find, imagine why. No. So again, <laughs> she's very. But she ended up being the part. But is Sigourney Weaver was supposed to have this role? Oh, that would have been odd. Yeah. Um, that would have loved the movie then. It then went to Angelica Houston. <gasps> Ooh. And she had to back out for some reason. And then I it was Jennifer Jason Lee. What? But she pulled out for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was filming at the same time. So, wow. and then it ended up going to to Deborah the Winger, unfuckable, the Deborah, unfuckable Deborah, Deborah Winger, Winger. <laughs> instead of the unsinkable Molly Brown. It's the unfuckable Deborah Winger. That's a new T-shirt. <laughs> Damn, she ain't listening. She won't care. Nope. Hashtag at Sean Mendes. Oh, good lord. Um, other people up for Zach Mayo's character was Dennis Quaid. All right. Christopher Reeve. Wow. Superman in the 80s. Mm. Yeah. That's peak Reeve. And then um, also Kurt Russell. The boys are having fun playing football. They are. How are you doing over there, Peanuts? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Christopher Reeve. Yeah, Christopher Reeve, Kurt Russell, and Dennis Quaid were all up for it. Oh, I could definitely Kurt get Russell. into Kurt Russell. I don't know. Yeah. Him bald, though. Dumb. No, no, no I, I like mean him. like he's got that luscious mane of hair. <laughs> he does. Richard have a man. Gere does too. Richard Gere is known for his hair. That's true. That's but true. Um, Kurt Russell has. A, I can't imagine him bald. Really? Like short. I mean, I've seen him with a buzz cut and stuff, but just bald, bald. I boot camp bald. I can't. Mm. I think he could pull it off. I'm sure he could pull it he's off. He's got a good mug. He does have that a good mug. mug can carry yeah. him through a lot. He does absolutely. So how did they end up on gear? I think. Uh, well. Um, Kurt Russell had to back out. Um, all of these characters they were backed out. Yeah, they weren't available. They, weren't available. they backed out. Gotcha. Their their agents said it wasn't was a good idea. Yeah, he was a possible for um, Zach Mayo. Zach Mayo. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're so just everybody saying. backed out for you know their own reasons Various or whatever, reasons, yeah. uh, other commitments, and hmm. then it ended up with Richard Gere and the unfuckable and the unfuckable Deborah Winger. There you go. <laughs> Bless her poor heart, man. Notoriously unfuckable. <laughs> Sucks to go through life with the re- that on you the, the rest of your life, like the unfuckable. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. talking about a confidence breaker. Absolutely. Woo. I don't know. She still had her her, her nose up. Yeah, she was still had her issues. Play well. You know what the lesson is? Play well in the sandbox. 
That's what well, like, here's the thing with her being unworkable. She was supposed to be the lead character in A League of Their Own. Really? Yeah, she was. Gina Davis's role was supposed to be her, even to the point where she was training with the Cubs for the pitcher part. And then she heard they signed Madonna, and she was like, oh, well, now you're just destroying this movie. So she backed out because they put Madonna in it, thinking oh, that the movie my gosh. would not be taken seriously enough. Oh, my gosh. And the League of Their Own is amazing. It is. So Such she missed movie. out on that because she yeah. said that. And she was like, well, it's okay, but it would have been better with that. Like, yeah. So and that's why Gina you're Davis. now the unfuckable. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it on yourself, girl. See, Sorry. that's what I'm saying. She's a notoriously yeah. terrible. She's um, a female Chevy Chase. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah. And then the League of Their Own is just another fantastic. Have oh, you we'll have seen to do that, that one, Crystal? Oh, oh that's we'll a really good one. We'll have to it's do that really one. good. It's really fun. For a second, I was thinking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm like, nope, different movie. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> yes, but League of Their Own is a very good film. It's super fun. My girls yeah. and I watched it with Ron, and like they loved it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, really good. good. It's really good. Even though it has Tom Hanks, which you're not a fan of, I do love him in that movie. No, it's a great movie. Yeah. Like There's Tom no Hanks crying in baseball. Side. Yeah. It's so good. You don't like Tom Hanks? Not a fan. <laughs> in short. Not a fan. All right. Um, but no, I um I I really, really, really liked again the dynamic the friend dynamics between yes. Worley and Mayo and Lynette and even and, and even Seeger. Because I got out of their little like yeah. troublesome tri- trio. Yeah. And then, um, and Lynette and Paula, because it was believable. Yeah. Like, you have these two girlfriends that work in the same paper factory. Yeah. They're in this kind of, like, little little kind of bumpkin-y town yeah. right outside of Naval yeah, Base. Yeah, very poor. Yeah. Very poor. And, you know, this has become their regular, is, like, yeah. going and running on these guys. And yeah. And finding seeing perspective. Seeing if anything sticks. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Throwing that vagina on the wall and seeing what it sticks to. Literally. Oh, God. Oh, that's, that's a visual. That's what they were doing. Oh. <laughs> Splat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sound effects for me. <laughs> Splat. Splat. Oh, my goodness. But no, and, and especially, and it's interesting because you see them go from these girls that are just trying to have fun or whatever, like Paula. Yeah. And then you see the more nefarious kind of trapping situation. Well, because they even talk about it. It's crazy because when you see him approaching her about the potential pregnancy, and her reaction was super, super like realistic to where she he was like, so when, wait, when was, we've been together for weeks, when was your last period? And she was super evasive to where yeah. it kind of felt real. Yeah, it really it did. It felt like she really didn't want to talk about it. And she really didn't want to trap him in that way. And she was like, well, if I am, I am. And it's nothing. Yeah. And the way she played that off, it really, really was And it was set genuine. up because of the fairy conversation where mm-hmm. she's like, I never thought I would be in that position yeah and you're kind of like are you in that position yeah you know like that was something again i was watching how she worded it in that scene between her and paula yeah and i'm like this is probably knocked up like i honestly had the thought i'm like bitch is knocked up yeah well and then mary um um mayo and worley when they're talking and Sid kind of comes to the realization that everything he does is for somebody else. And he doesn't do anything for himself. Mm-hmm. And he does really have feelings for Lynette. And he does have this girl back home that he's he's being obligated out of obligation. Mm-hmm. And he's actually in the Navy as an aviator out of obligation because his, his brother was and his father was. And he was trying to follow in the footsteps. He never really did anything he wanted to do. So then he steps up and he steps out yep. and he cuts from the program. Fi- finds his own. And then he goes. <sighs> Thank and you, favorite. If you want to okay. okay. play that clip where he goes to Lynette. 
I'm sorry, Sid. But I don't want to marry you. But I thought you understood. I want to marry a pilot. I want to live my life overseas. The wife of an right. aviator. I, mean, I, was, I was honestly perplexed by what Ragnar I know, was doing. Was, I was like, huh? During clip, he's what? talking to you. <laughs> Okay. It doesn't take much to confuse me. So, yeah, but you see that, like, that's when you really, like, you kind of have inklings that maybe she's not in it for the right reasons. And then mm-hmm. you know when he goes to propose and he's quit that she's not going to go for it. Oh, the and m- then you just see it. Oh, and she's so nasty. She is. Dude, that flitch, flip switched so fast. Yeah. Where she's like, I'm not pregnant. There's no baby. I got yeah. my period this morning. I'm like, bitch, yeah. you lied the entire time. Yeah. You she was lying. literally doing a little oh, happy oh, dance. Oh, 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 hello. She was literally doing a little happy dance thinking, thinking that she's going to be at stationed in like Hawaii. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was she's like, like, oh my God, where's our first to to duty station? I always wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah. And Me he's too. Like, it's great, but whatever. You know, I mean, it, it looks beautiful. Uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, they were there for a long time. It is beautiful. Shit's expensive. Yeah. And, you know, because you have to have everything shipped from mainland. Yeah. So you're paying ridiculous prices, like $8 for milk. Like yeah, the overhead stuff. is crazy. It's bananas. But, like, it's gorgeous. But immediately out the gate, as soon as he's like, oh, my. She, as soon as he pops the question and pops yeah. that rock, she's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to Hawaii. I can't oh wait. My gosh, and we, then he's I like, no, it. wait, we're going to be in Oklahoma. You're going to yeah, love it. I'm going to get gonna my move. job. We're going to live with my pennies. parents. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do this. And she's like, mm, in a couple no. of years, I might make floor manager. Like, yeah. he was really there. He for was it. all about it. Yeah. He was. And it was so, like, again, to see him go from where he was, like, a, wanting to abort this hypothetical child. Yeah. To them being like stepping up and being like, no, we're going to be a family. I'm yeah. going to do the right thing. I love you. And and it was so sweet because he's like, I never realized how much I love you until this moment. Yeah. When she's not expecting, when she's yeah. not pregnant. And he's like, I still want you. Yeah. And let's be honest. Homegirl lives in a shack. Oklahoma would have been better. It would have been. In the parents' house. It would have been better. But, but momentarily. But momentarily. it was it was really like even, even worse when... Um, when Zach and Paula are looking for him oh. and then they go to her and they're like, have you seen him? She's like, yeah, he was here. Came and got Yeah. Him. He proposed. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to marry some Okie from Muskogee. And you're just oh. like, and, 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 and he calls her I'll out. See you in Toledo. Yeah, he calls her out. He does. And then, that's his and then she's like, Paula, I wouldn't lie about that. And Paula's like, ah, oh, you would like, <laughs> <laughs> she straight up was like, bitch, you're under that bus. Yeah. Nope. I'm going to back it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> forward, backward, forward yeah. again. No. And then, and then it she comes was a terrible to, person. You know, um, and then he Woodley- ends up going to the, ho- the, the motel where they had always hooked up. Swallowing the ring. Okay. So that, he actually did swallow that ring. No. Ten times. Oh, he God. had it on a string. Oh. So he had to pull it back out. And they made him oh. do it 10 times to get that it scene. His esophagus. I know. Yeah. I'm thinking just cutting up on all the... Yeah. Oh. yeah, he literally swallowed that ring. And he had to do it for 10 takes before the before the director was like, cut. All right. And, and what was the name of that? that, that That's actor? not on a clip. No, no. Who, who was the actor? Oh, um, David Keith. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking commitment. Yeah, he said it was terrible. Uh, yeah. 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 No, yeah, so that big that. ass ring, he um, swallowed it, and then, uh, and then, oh my again, gosh, over and over again. Well, I'm but- sorry, but like, my luck, the string would break on the tenth take, and I'd have to shit it out too. So I'd have not only a torn up esophagus, <laughs> a but hurt butthole. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? That might be better if it happened on like the second take rather than ten times bringing but it back. It'd, yeah. it'd be my luck. It's the last take, and the director's like, "Man, that was perfect. Pull it out. That was a great take." Uh, there's no ring on here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's in my tummy. 
I don't want it there. <laughs> Somebody bring the sieve. <laughs> I'm in my lower intestines. You really want this brought back, huh? Yeah. That's <laughs> expensive shit. Yeah, yes. it is. <laughs> It's like Roger from American Dad. Gold-encrusted diamond turds. Oh, my goodness. Um, So, yeah, and then, you know, he ends up going into that hotel room and... and, and Again, trigger warning. Taking care of himself. Hanging himself. Because he just saw nothing nothing good. No. And that's so... It was so heartbreaking. Richard Gere's reaction and then Paula's reaction and him just holding... It's like, why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you talk to me? The whole thing was really, really kind of beautiful the way it was done. It was sadly beautiful. Yeah. And they... And and the the way they had him propped up to where it looked like he was really... Because he was nude. Like, there was nowhere to hide harnesses or anything. So they really had him... Um, strung pretty well for that scene to be really realistic. I was watching it and I'm like, this is this is intense. But then when he said, "You stupid Oki, why didn't you talk to me?" I had to pause it. I'm like, yeah, no, that's fuck, yeah. Because there's 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 some suicide reactions I've seen where they're like, no, and they're screaming and they're holding yeah. and they're like, go on, somebody get an ambulance. Yeah, this was very just no, please, just no, why why what no. Yeah, yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah. Everybody yeah. did. Yeah. Um, I think you felt honestly, the heartbreak. I mm-hmm. felt like Gear probably should have had an Oscar nom for this movie because yeah, he did he fantastic. Did when you talk about the chemistry between Foley and, and and Mayo, yeah, oh, they had a hit or miss relationship from the very beginning, and um, when you see them just building on it and um, Mayo's determination to just prove himself to this yeah. man who it, th- this man's job is to make you think you can't do it yeah because he's there down. to break you he's there to you're break either you gonna, you're either gonna succeed or you're gonna fail and his job is to see if you will fail because this is the, this push is the you time to fail to, yeah. push you to fail because it's life or death when yeah. you're a pilot like it is a well air... any, any job and yes. that you you need to be able to withstand the stress so yes. their job is to break you stress you out yeah, yeah. everything well yeah because yeah. i mean if you're going into a war zone So, yeah, when you go to um, Mayo and Foley's relationship where they're beating the shit out of each other and yeah. Foley really is wanting to see if he can break this guy. Like, yeah. I don't know. It seemed like he had a very personal. I mean, he definitely wanted to see if he could break everybody because he did the same with Seeger. Yeah. Like you you might you might be doing this, but you still haven't made it over that wall, you know, doing and he that. And he hits below the belt, which oh, I yeah. mean, he has to. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, you're he here to prove it to your daddy. Yeah. You're here to prove it for your dad. Your daddy wasn't there. And she's just like melting. Yeah. And he's like, go on, sugar britches. And I'm like. Damn, dude. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, when that's you're, his job. When you're talking about getting people to go into active combat, I mean, yeah. yeah. Where you like, can't break under pressure. And that's yeah, the whole because thing. Because what was the like, other guy? Uh, was it David? The oh, one the little that, tiny, tiny dude? The one that, no, the one that passed out under the water. David thing. Caruso. That's David Caruso's character, the redhead. Okay. Yes. I don't remember yeah. his actual character's name, though. Yeah, I don't remember his name off the top of my um, head either. But he went DOR. Yeah. Yeah, because he just he couldn't he couldn't, couldn't cut it couldn't cut it couldn't yeah. cut it. But yeah, you see their relationship in that, and then when Sid dropped out, Gear immediately thought that Foley had pressed him to do it, and he was like, "No, this is the best person here." He has, and then he and then he's he's like, "He just has all this shit going yeah. on. Like, what's your problem?" And then they're like, it was "Very take personal. It, take it to the hangar." And yeah. that fight scene, that was. below the belt dirty fight scene. Yep. So there's some fun stuff with that. That was awesome. Um. They were going back and forth, and Richard Gere took the the karate training very seriously. He like trained daily to try and make sure he was on point. And I guess um, Lou couldn't really like 
get nail the moves too much. So they were having trouble when they were actually filming that scene. Hmm. And Gear straight up kicked him right in the balls and dropped him. No good. Foley got so mad, or Lou, Lou Gossett Jr. got so mad, he walked off the set and didn't come back for two days. So they had to get... They were like, we have to film this. And he wasn't coming back. And Gear was like, that's my bad. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have kept you there. Yeah. Oops. That's on me. But they, they um, Gear was saying in an interview that they had to go and like immediately they went looking for a double to finish filming that. They're like, yeah, we need a six foot six African-American man who's a karate master. Go. Yeah, yeah like, go. <laughs> go. Like, like they're just going to line up. We need Master Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But the, oh but goodness. you would never know the way it was the way they were able to film it. You'd never know mm-hmm. there was a double because he did not finish those scenes. He was too mad about it. It took him two days to come back to set. Wow. See, it's funny because that was a scene that I paused it and I looked over at Chase and I'm like, you know what I just realized? He goes, what? I'm like, this motherfucker's Sammy Jackson before Sammy Jackson became Sammy Jackson. <laughs> and he said, this is the pre-evolution. We have Samuel Jackson. Now we have Sammy Jackson. That was Samuel. That's funny. <laughs> Well, it was it was funny because when watching that and you see how it ends, where um, he ends up getting straight up nailed, donkey in the balls. kicked right in the balls. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's how you got him off the set. Like, <laughs> karma's a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I don't know if he was actually kicked there, but he definitely looked like he was. Oh, it was very, very seemed very real. Uh, got- Ron is a, has a lot of balls happen kicking oh, of I the know. balls and that is a my very my son's done it to him yeah. my dogs have nailed yeah. him my, that, everybody that's... I know has racked him yeah <gasps> Ron Ron's been kicked in the balls a lot so it was very yeah. very realistic so you ladies probably have been laying down taking a nap and you have that random like jolt where your body's like oh I'm falling and you kick your leg yeah I had my heel in Chase's lap oh oh nice Did you as hard out? as I could dead center on all of it yeah, he almost threw up. That's hilarious. So did Ron. <laughs> he didn't talk to me for a whole hour and a half. I'm like, it's not my fault. And he's like, I get that. I just can't look at you right now. So true story. So true story. Down memory lane real quick because that reminded me. When Ron and I were dating and I was still like, we were early dating, like in our like late teens or whatever. Ron decided to bend over to pick up something. I thought it'd be funny to kick him in the butt. Oh. <laughs> However, I took a step before I kicked to close distance and straight up my whole top of my foot and ankle right up in there. And he went, oh, bam, on the ground. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about kicking men in the balls, when I was 16 and I was in karate nice. and I was um, sparring this guy and I went to do a roundhouse kick and he stepped into it. I went straight up between and I nailed him right in the right in the cup. Oh. I cracked mm. the growth plate in my ankle. I broke my ankle breaking this guy's balls. We <gasps> both hit the ground. I had to quit karate because I couldn't give it anymore. Like, <laughs> he probably can't have kids. Yeah, he probably can't have kids. It's fine. I'm sure he was an asshole, so it doesn't matter. Like, there's a reason I kicked him in the balls. But yeah, like I like, we don't ask. We don't ask questions. We just do it. Okay? I mean, I'm not going to regret it. It was life choice. Obviously, Ron likes me still. So yeah, we're still together. I was in a cast for eight weeks, and oh, I never thing. saw that guy again. Oh, well, you know, I don't think he wanted to after no. that. No, no, there would be no, no, no fear, no solid things. fear. He, much like Richard Gere. <laughs> What's her face? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh so, my um, But when you see like the. Um, going back to the movie, when you see the, that that relationship between Foley and Mayo, and it was really, really contemptuous. And when um, Mayo's like, I'm going to make you quit. I'm going to make you quit. And Foley. he has that. Yeah. yeah, Foley to Mayo. Foley. Yeah, Foley to Mayo. He's like, I'm going to make you quit. And he does that whole um, weekend yes. of just brutal, brutal 
workout torture, mm-hmm. spraying him in the face with a hose, and then it ends with, with this here. I want your D-O-R. No, sir. I want your D-O-R. I ain't gonna quit. Spell it. D-O-R. I ain't gonna quit. Yeah, then you can be free, and you and your daddy can get drunk and go hole chasing together, huh? No, sir. D-O-R. I ain't gonna quit. All right, then you can forget it. You're out. Don't you do it. Don't you. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. Just gets you. Yeah, it does. Like you feel it. He did such yeah. a good job of making yeah. that realistic. It, it, you can hear the yeah. break. Yeah. You hear the break. And in that moment, after it, Foley's like, all right. Yeah, that's when they, they finally had respect for each other. Yeah. And um, like, this isn't just a, a, a punk. Like, yeah. he's, yeah, he, he's okay. He's, he's going to stand. Mm-hmm. Let's help you stand and go clean the toilets with the toothbrush. Like, exactly. He's like, we're not done. Yeah, but I but you're okay. You a little more. Yeah, now. yeah. But you're okay. You're not your daddy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's really is because he had all the dirt on everybody. He knew everybody's business, so he could break them down. It was like that dirty little file, and he knew what mm-hmm. he knew how, how to, to play get. It. He knew how to get to people, and uh, and and gear didn't break, and it was good. And you just you see him emotionally. He's like, I'm not gonna quit, but you're gonna you're gonna fire me. Yeah, like it. it he like, was don't like, don't even. He's yeah. like, you can't do that, you know. Yeah. And it, and it was it was really really well done. I I I you in that split second, it for me when I saw it, it was like a flashback to when he was a kid. Yeah, and just that scrappy and like. I want to be better. Yeah, and it and and it does. It hits you so much. I, again, I, I agree. I think Richard Gere should have been nominated Absolutely. because this is a very powerful, powerful role. Yeah, this is this. He's very well done. This was his financially his most successful film up until Pretty Woman. Oh, that's a good um, one too. Yeah, I do like him in that one. Yeah, I'm gonna now not be able to enjoy it because I now I know he kisses weird, and it's just gonna ruin it for me. Well, it's that. <laughs> it's first night. It's every fucking movie. Now it's, I'm gonna look. Runaway Bride, like I, I, no, oh, Runaway Bride. That's a good one. That's another fun one. Yes, <laughs> Squirrel. That's got Christopher Maloney in it. Oh, yeah, oh, you like mm, him. Mm, I do like Mason Christopher Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you see this. <laughs> you see this evolution of Mayo as you know he's the he's the lead. He's the main character in this movie, and he comes through, and then he goes from this very self serving, only out for himself, to an absolute team player. Mm-hmm. That weekend, he ends up shining the buckles and and shining the shoes of 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 the other the other teammate who yeah. like uh, Perryman Perryman basically got him caught. Yep. You know he don't you know he's the one that told, which is how he got found out from Foley hiding all that uh, that stuff that gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see it when they go down to the final obstacle course. And he's going and he's he's on track to surpass the track record. Yep. Like he's right he's his name on the one, wall. Number one in the class. And he's right there. And then you see the whole montage of him working with um with Siegler and he's gonna make sure that he like his his motivation to make sure everybody gets through it, not just him. You want jets, you want to fly. And everybody's right there for each other. And I love how even his own classmates are like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were right, they knew exactly what he was doing and they were right there for him. Yep. And her. Yeah. 
You got it. Now pull over. Pull over. Pull yourself over. Yeah, it's like that Rocky moment at the top of the stairs. I know, right? Yeah. <sighs> Music yeah. swells. Yeah. Gotta love the 80s. Yeah. So good. Honestly, like, we just need, like, 80s soundtrack for, like, even, like, the most mundane things. Oh, be like, so I went grocery shopping! I have the tiger. <laughs> yes. Making it through the checkout line. Yes. I have a whole playlist for cleaning the house, and it's nothing but, like, prints. Yeah, it's a good choice. Really good choice. That's a very good choice. Like, you can't be sitting there mopping your floor and not be, like, happy dancing along to, like, purple, uh, not sorry, not purple, uh, raspberry beret. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, One of my favorites (laughs) is on, uh, we won't say the thing's name, but they're in all of our homes, but it's uh, Yesterday's Cafe, and it's all 80s, and it's amazing. And I'll tell you what, like, I will power clean my house. I will sit there, and I will have it on, like, I'll do 80s in the car. Again, I'll be like, I went to the bank! And and like, da-da-da-da. Oh, drop in mail. I definitely blast some shit. Heck, yeah. yeah, You got it. Foreigner. It's good stuff. Oh, I love me some foreigner. Yeah. See, you're the mail people I like to have come come drop off my mail, because I'll be sitting there at the top of the driveway taking care of my flowers You can hear me coming, because I have my speaker on blast. (laughs) And it's just, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. Like, oh, mail's here. Yeah. That's fantastic. It was so funny because um, on, on May the 4th, I was blasting literally John Williams Star Wars the entire fucking day. That's awesome. And I pulled up to one house and the guy was like, oh, classical music improves your brain. I was like, it's Star Wars day, bitch. <laughs> He's like this 80-year-old retiree. <laughs> and, I, and he was like, yeah, but it's classical, so it's good for your brain. And I was like, yep. I bet you he's one of those guys who's like, yes, and a glass of red wine and dark chocolate's also good for you every night. <laughs> supposed to help your heart. Red red wine, I think, is supposed to help your heart. And yes. dark chocolate's supposed to help with like magnesium. Yeah, something like that. And like it, I think it's just an excuse for for ladies to drink wine and eat chocolate at the end of the day because fuck their kids. I have these little rascals. This is mommy's treat. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mommy time. Meet me in the bath. <laughs> Or the hot tub. Yes. Um, Okay, so speaking of that that song, which was Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker, um, the the producer did not want that song. He thought it was a fail. He thought it was going to be like nobody was going to catch on to it. He didn't like it at all. He wanted the song On the Wings of Love. Do you remember that one? On the Wings of Love. Yes, that one. Oh, my God. He wanted that song to be the final song in the movie. And he thought that was going to be the catchy thing. That song peaked at 29 on the charts. (laughs) Up Where We Belong was number one. Mm -hmm. It won the Oscar. And if you play that final clip of him walking through the factory, it's just so good. Yeah, trying to listen to Wings of Love would not have worked. No. No. This already feels like victorious. Yeah. Yes! We well, made it through the movie! Richard Gere thought this was going to be a too cheesy ending. He was like, there's no way they're going to sell it. They, they filmed it, and he was like, you can't put this in. No. It's not going to sell the movie. And it became so iconic. Oh, and it's been, again, it's been done in a lot. It's been replayed in I pop mean, culture over and over. As Ron mentioned, like, The Simpsons. I mean, yeah. all, all over the place. Yeah. You know your pop culture when The Simpsons is doing it. I mean... See, Simpsons copy everything. They've been on for a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. That's the They'll make it to something eventually. I hadn't seen this scene be overdone, but I have seen the guy in the white button-up and socks sliding across the bedroom redone. Oh, oh. And I've also seen... Risky business. Risky business. Tom Tom Cruise. And I've also seen the uh, pottery wheel with somebody behind him. Oh, ghost. So is he actually a ghost? 
Yes. In, okay. So I, I've never so, seen the movie. So okay. I have no idea what this is about. Well, in Ghost, he would he did that when they were when he was alive. But okay, so he actually possessed. <laughs> he possessed Whoopi Goldberg, and so it's Whoopi Goldberg behind him actually doing it, but it's Patrick Swayze doing it, but it's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It is weird, but it works. And it's really sexy, but then you realize it's Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg who was molesting him. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. <laughs> well, it's bitch. it's a good movie. It, I like Ghost. I, I do like Ghost. Although the the little yeah. like demon oh, things in Ghost like, terrified me as a kid. Oh, that pull you down to hell. Yeah, the the little things like they're like and they come out of the. But I liked her in that movie. Oh, she won the Oscar for that movie. She did. Yeah, she did really great. No, no, Whoopi. Whoopi had some good. She had Sister Act one and two. She had Ghost. She was on Star Trek, and then you know there we are. Life takes us where we will. Yeah. So, but yeah, that um, um, that whole that whole theme I think works really well, and I love that song. Joe Cocker, Joe Cocker singing that song is really really great. Like I said, my I love Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Totally. Didn't realize this was the film that it came from. Yeah. Loved it. Well, that, that medley, that love medley. Oh, uh, the elephant love great. medley. Yes, so that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's um, one of my favorites. One did my Breakfast favorites. Club come out after or before this movie? I think after. Because after. the ending is very similar. Breakfast Club was 84. Yeah. Not necessarily the whole like being carried <laughs> off by the love of your life, but like the whole like just dramatic fade out type deal with like, that, that was epic song. of the 80s. That was the 80s. That was like an 80s thing. So... Um, uh, 85. 85. I yeah, was this, off by a year. Yeah, eight Breakfast Club was later. That is my jam. That will be uh, my pick because I <laughs> love. Breakfast I'll make sure Club. it's on your list. Yes, yes. So. Um, but no, yes. This, this, the, the music swelling like that, like again, that iconic, like we've overcome. Yeah, that is just for me. That that honestly is one of the most soulful things of the eighties. Was yeah. the music and and this film. Even though they wanted to make it fail by putting a different song, eighties was really good about matching music to movies. Oh yeah, like they were really good with themes, mm-hmm. and it and it, it just it works. It like does. You hear themes and you're like, that's ah, from this. Like exactly. you know exactly uh, yeah. what it's from and where it was in the movie. It's oh, very, it, very very good about that in the eighties. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like you can't hear "Eye of the Tiger" without thinking of Rocky Four. No, or I'm sorry, Rocky Three. So have you Three? ever seen Ally McBeal? Hey, Ron. I have the tiger. The one with Mike Tyson. What was that? Not Mike Tyson. Rocky three. Rocky three. Right was three. Okay, I was right. Rocky three, then you read. I was thinking of I'm not gonna say the Drogo Drago because that'll just mess you up. (laughs) (laughs) Conniption. Yeah. Well, okay, Uh, have you ever seen Alec McBeal? Sees I've seen episodes, but I never portions of it. Do you know the baby dancing thing in Ally McBeal? Where it's she's going through her um her, her her biological clock starts ticking. Okay. And so she gets haunted by this dancing baby. And the dancing, it's like a naked dancing baby. Well, it's got a diaper on, but it's like... Was that other one that was on the internet? Yes. That's oh, the God. One. It really? came from Allie McBeal. What? Yes. Oh, my so gosh. That's so the funny. The whole episode, it's it's dancing to Uga Chaka. Uga Chaka. Uga Chaka. Yes. So now Hope Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, and they're using Uga Chaka. And I'm like, dancing baby! <laughs> Because you've been programmed. Yes, I've been programmed. programmed with Ally McBeal. And that's what happens, though, is you find these songs that connect with certain things. She's like, I'm going to show you after the show. It's awesome. <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite character from this film, who would it be? Foley. Foley? Yeah. Okay. What about you, Chris? Probably Sid. Okay. All right. Worley. All right. Um, 
I would also have to go with Foley. Yeah. I really, really liked Foley in this movie. I, I, I enjoyed it at the very end when he's about to ride away <sighs> on his motorcycle and he's watching him and he's saying all the exact same stuff to the next recruits and he's like, mm-hmm. it wasn't personal. It's yeah. just your job. This is what you We're do. buddies now. <laughs> um, so funny, um, speaking of the last part of the film, because my, um, my father-in-law informed me this. So shout out to my father-in-law. Hi, dad. Um, that at the end when the graduates are giving these silver dollars back. Yes. That um, as Foley is getting them from the recruits, he puts them in the left side of his jacket. His jacket. Yep. But with Mayo, he puts it in the right side because they're favorites. Yeah. The favorite. And he'll be remembered. Whereas all the rest are just general recruits. And that's something that they actually do, which I thought that that was really cool. It was a really, really um, nice realistic touch i was gonna say very, yeah pretty accurate they, they they did a very good job about about accuracy and also the realism and everything about it it was it just felt very true mm-hmm. it was a good it was a it was a really good movie i was i was i was very happy with it i was i was impressed like yeah. honestly it was uh like as i was watching it like i said it is uh two hours and four minutes i believe is its runtime and it did not feel like two hours and four minutes. It no. goes really well paced, mm-hmm. and you really do get pulled into yeah, the you, story. You get invested in the characters. You really do. They do a good job in wrapping up everybody's story in that mm-hmm. two hours. Mm-hmm. They do. So you you know you know and you feel and you you know care for all of them. It was a good job. Yeah, and even with Foley, like when they find out about Worley, and he's like. He just wants to tear ass. Like, yeah. Mayo's at that point where he's like, I'm just done with everything. I'm yeah. done with the world. My best friend is now not with me. Like, yeah. I'm over it. Because Worley was the one, like, he had his back. He yeah. was the first, like, true they had friend. They had that connection on day one, yep. and it just went. Went from there. And, like, you know, we talked about the fight scene, and we talked about how Foley came around and respected and everything else. And, you know, the you know the perpetual pain in the ass turned out to be the, the best, the strongest, and everything else. And yeah. it was just... A beautifully done story. Yeah. Beautifully done. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. Well, like him getting her up over the wall, mm-hmm. that's not Foley's job to get her over the wall. It's so for them working together to get to get her over the wall, that was it was it was good. It was very well done the whole thing. Yeah. Like his his job is to watch them sink or swim. Yeah. And if the and if you're gonna help somebody else over that wall, that's good on you. That shows that you, you know, you're gonna be a good team player. Yeah. It's really cool to see him and a good leader being, being super douche to a gentleman yeah. is really, really it's it's fun. Yeah, it was a really good, really good film. Yeah. Oh, so sorry, thank you, David. Yes. Thank you, Big Dave, for uh, Dave Holland, for doing this as a fan request. We really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, it was our first official fan request. Yes, first so thank official. you so much for Woo! supporting the BAC. Um, it'll be, it'll be good. I hope you're not too mad at my my drink choice. Well, <laughs> and, and we officially I will announce it on here. We have our second official fan request. It's from Mama Duck. Uh, my mother-in-law, she is going to want us to do Iron, I believe it's Iron Eagle. Which it, is a show that Ragnar is going to be doing this year, too. That's oh, one of his picks. Really? Yeah. Oh, which is look at that. Funny. That's going to be funny. Yeah. Because it also has um, the gentleman that plays Lou, Lou Gossett Jr. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, that'll be coming out in the future. Yeah. Um, but no, like, thank you again, uh, Dave, for picking this. This was super fun. Snow, thank you for getting the drink. It was yeah. delicious. Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you have that you want to share? I don't, I don't really have anything else. I, I, I think we can go ahead and wrap this one up. All right. Yeah. Um, so since you pretty much hosted, I will let you round us out. Okay. So mouse, you want to go ahead and give us your, our, your ratings rating. Cause we don't do more than one. Oh, what are we giving these? Oh, Ooh. Ooh. Ah. horse. Horse? Horse? I was going to say silver dollars. (laughs) (laughs) 
y'all are a there, lot cleaner there, than me. There were much more whores in There's this a movie lot of than, uh, than silver dollars. There's a whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lynette was a big one. I know you don't like to say that word. My brain immediately went to, you can use the C word. I see you went to Lido's. Because <laughs> there are plenty of them in this movie. Yeah. I say, I say let's go with whores. Whores! How many whores, whores are you giving this movie? All right. <laughs> Man, where's my brother when I need him? Co- co- ho- cocaine and hookers. Um... You know what? I'm going to give this movie a solid four. It was really fun to watch. And it was, it wasn't well, like it wasn't terribly made. It was very well put together. They did a lot with their low budget. Yeah, they did. They really did. did. They did a lot of homework, like with the silver dollars in the left pocket and right pocket, et cetera, stuff like that. Like they they did their homework and they did a really good job. So yeah, it deserves the four. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Four whores. Four whores. Four whores. All right. (laughs) Um... I'm actually not going to diverge. I'm going to also give it four horse. Yeah. <laughs> um, because as we've said throughout the episode, it was a really great story. The acting was above par. Ron, I can hear you. Thank you. That's warning too. I say we just punish him just Do for it. the hell of it. It's boot camp. Hey, wait. You know what? It's boot camp. All those in favor, aye. 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 Come spin the wheel. Come spin the wheel, Ron. Plus, the guy who wanted us to do the show wanted the, the shot. So. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't have the special uh, ingredient. ingredient, but we will on a future do uh, Dave's Punishment. And that's what we'll call it. When At that point, I'll just go get a watermelon and puree the bitch and pour it in the watermelon <laughs> juice. <laughs> it's, it's coming on summertime. Mm-hmm. Dead bitches will summertime. be ripe. What is it? <laughs> is it Crystal Picks? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> on that note, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to continue my, my review while yes. Crystal goes and uh, picks. Hopefully I do you right, Dave. All right. So um, the acting was above par. The story was fantastic. Yeah. Again, now knowing the depth of the background stuff, like the the, the hatred and yeah. all of that, it makes it that much better. Yeah. Uh, the music on point, despite the director's disagreement. Yeah. Um, I saw Crystal gave it a four. What did you two give? I've given it four horse. You need to listen because we're in the middle of our yeah, discussion right now. You're talking. You rude son of a bitch. You were talking in the middle of me Jesus, talking. I'm so- <laughs> So, um, but no, I, um, I was really, really, really surprised by how awesome this movie was. I, I didn't expect it going in and I was pleasantly surprised. And I love that about movies when I can go in and then come out being like, I really like that. I would rewatch it. This film definitely has rewatch value. Again, for, for our listeners, there are depictions of suicide. So trigger warning, trigger warning, um, and conversations about it as well. But it is a really good movie. Oh, another little fun tidbit. This was actually the first film that my mother and father-in-law saw on their first date. Nice. Aww. So uh, that was very special. She being Navy, he being Marines. It was yeah. just really cute, again, to have that little extra like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to give it four whores for my review. And <laughs> um, what about you, Snow? Uh, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think I'm going to go four. Woo! Solid four. I had, Solid four. I, I had never seen it before. And I really don't know why, because I do like the Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he kisses really weird. <laughs> he kisses really weird. Is that why he lost a point? <laughs> no. The thing is, is like I've known. Every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, why do you kiss like that? <laughs> it's like, like Hashtag you're such a at Richard Gere. counterpoint. Like, I if love you can him. answer us that question, find he us did. on Instagram at Barrel H Chicks. Why do you kiss weird? Yeah. <laughs> We love you. We're just curious. We want to discuss. Uh, <laughs> Crystal really wants to kill me, doesn't she? No. Well, maybe you'll this learn. This is not about you. Maybe so, you'll learn not to be rude and interrupt people. Yeah, I'm going to. You would flip out if we did that during your show. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, yeah, you, you would. Have. Even you have. Ragnar says you would. 
What you, the you fuck end up is doing, that? You end up doing this. You go, eh, eh. Yeah, you do the angry... Angry neck the cut The angry thing. neck cut with yeah. the scourge eyebrows. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid four. So you're ending your show with Horus. the horrible punishment shot for me. Yes. Yes, but we're going to let... No gonna finish. We're going to call it the Lynette. Oh! So oh! Her bitch down. <laughs> because she is... Perfect. <laughs> what is this? Whore. Screwball and Malort. She with is Bailey's. big... <laughs> Bailey's? Uh, Bailey's, Screwball, and Malort. Oh. Nummy, nummy, nummy. But you're going to wait because we're going to let Snow finish her review. I did. Okay. Yeah, oh. She said four. Four. Four horses. Four's all around. Yeah, I'm done. All right. On that note, punish. Take that Lynette bitch right down your throat. Yeah, she's a horse. Horse. There it is. <laughs> I got my button to work. Mm. All right. Cheers to BAC. Yes. Damn straight. That's right. Come on. Take it down. Don't be a bitch. Shouldn't have done the Bailey's. Actually, that was Bailey's. pretty easy. I think the Bailey's counterpointed yeah. it. That was pretty easy. Too much stuff. It's got that screwball, but it, it, the uh, the Malort's actually taking it away. Not too bad. Yeah. Y'all need to find something nastier than Malort. He's getting used to the Malort. We're yeah, all getting need used to, find to Malort. Nastier than I would Malort. say that shit. I, no, we're not doing that. That is not asshole, asshole juice, juice, okay? No. Asshole juice is not coming back. No, no like more that durian. was marinated no. ball sack. Go to the hard no, hard no. Star Wars Jesus. episode yeah. one through three, and you will hear about him. the. Uh, I don't durian. like my house smelling like butt. Y'all, no, y'all don't understand. Y'all peed that shit out, and it smelled like it. But also, your farts for the next two fucking days. <laughs> Whoever drank that shit, I don't know if the rest of y'all had experienced it, but Chase, bless his fucking heart, smelled like durian fruit for the next fucking twenty four <laughs> hours, and I wanted to stab him. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> You sleep outside now. <laughs> I looked at him and I'm like, I have never said this to you ever in our relationship, but I think you need to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> yes, no, don't don't take durian fruit candies and put them in vodka. That's a life lesson. Don't do it. It's gross. Unless and it smells hate your like friends. sphincter. Do it it's once no and never do it again because it is a definite one and done. It's a one and done. Yeah. All and, right. And open it outside. Ugh, yeah. Don't open, don't, it, don't open it indoors. You don't. It will stink up your house. Ugh. But on that note, thank you, listeners. It was super duper fun, and we hope that you guys. Oh, we got some special announcements for our podcast of the month. We have Horsing Around and The Real Drunks yes. in the Deluxe Edition Network. Um, go and listen to these guys. They are great podcasts. We're very yep. grateful to be part of the network. And we uh, hope that you guys enjoyed, and we will see you around. Absolutely. Bye, thank you so much. See you next time. Hi, this is Snow. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Aged Chicks. It's 2023 and the chicks are here. We are so excited to share our future episodes of Barrel Aged Chicks, FMK, and Slasher Gal Pals. We hope you are enjoying our shenanigans as much as we do. Give us a follow on Instagram at Barrel Aged Chicks. If you'd like the gals to do a fan request, contact us on Instagram and we will give you a personal shout out on the show. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Good Pods swag available through the link on instagram please check it out and thank you for your support special thanks to carl casey at white bat audio for his kick-ass music he is amazing also please grab a listen to the guys at barrel age flicks podcast if you like booze hilarity and movies check them out also check out our network and other amazing podcasts at deluxeeditionnetwork.com bye till next time and thanks for listening to our show the party's leaving